Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Wednesday, March the 22nd, 2023. It is currently 3.03 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas, where I'm contemplating, I'm thinking about, I'm trying to figure out, well, how to live the Christian life in somewhat of a biblical fashion and, and somewhat of a correct way. Let me try to explain. In your Christian life, you probably you probably know this. So I'm not going to say anything here that's revolutionary. I'm not going to say anything here that's like, wow, I, I've never thought about that. But I'm just going to remind you of a fact. There are really two key aspects to your Christian life, two parts to your Christian life. There's the theological, right? That's the theology, the doctrine, the things you're learning while you're studying the Bible, reading the Bible. You're trying to interpret scripture. You're trying to understand what to believe about God, what to believe about the Trinity, what to believe about baptism, what to believe about salvation, what to believe about the church. There's this whole theological doctrinal side of your Christian life, right? We're all aware of that, okay? And we know all of the complexities and difficulties that come with that. No one agrees on anything and all of the fights and arguments and everything that happens in that theological side of your life. And then there is the practical side of your Christian life. There's the theological. Sometimes that can be very theoretical, right? That you read the Bible and you hear these principles and you hear these concepts and you can give affirmation to them. Oh, I believe that. Amen. But how to get that theology, that doctrine, that kind of theoretical. And now what does that look like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, living my life? What does it look like driving my car, going to work, sitting at home at two in the morning, at eight in the morning? How do I live that out? And you'll find a massive disconnect if you're even halfway honest with yourself, right? If you take your Bible and you're like, well, the Bible seems to imply this and this and this and this and this. And then you look at your life, there's always a disconnect. The, the two are never in perfect harmony. No matter how much we want to claim that they are, there is always a conflict. But I'm, I'm sitting here trying to figure out how this works. And the reason I'm trying to figure it out is, is because someone emailed me and they asked some questions and their questions are very much right here in the middle of this kind of conflict that they know, hey, this is kind of the, their, their, their email implies that I know how I'm supposed to be living my Christian life, but I also know the reality of the practical world in which I find myself and I find myself a little bit in conflict or, or finding a little bit difficult. Now, let me let me throw something out here, right? Before I read the email, before we even do that, in fact, do I have the email... Let me pull the email up. I closed the email. Let me open it up really quick, just so that I have it nearby. All right, here we go. Um, All right, that's interesting. Okay, I'm getting some other emails here. Let me open up this email just so that I have it. All right, here we go. Before we even read the email, if you've listened to me preach for any length of time, if you've listened to my podcast for any length of time, you know that I am very fond of saying this that the most important word in your Christian life, the most important word for a Christian is balance. I always say that, balance. 
It's the most important word in the Christian life. And there's a part of me that believes that. And what do I mean by that is that so many times in the Christian life, it can be, it can be something going on in the culture. It can be, it can be anything. And Christians have a tendency to go to extremes, right? They go to extremes. Just even look in church history. There'll be something happening and you'll have the, the, the side that goes all the way to one direction and the side that goes all the way to the other direction. And then they, they never communicate with each other. They speak past each other. They fight yell and scream, and you're just like, uh, everyone's gone to an, and in both cases, you have the original error that's at one, at one side of the extreme, and then someone will come along to combat or fight that error, and they will go to an equal but opposite error. So everyone ends up on these extremes. Let me just give you a very good example for the modern church. Many felt like, well, we have this liberalism, this progressive theology, this liberal ideology seeping into the culture, whatever the case, however you want to define it. They may use the word woke, which is, you know, to me, just a dog whistle that people just throw out the word woke and then everyone starts screaming and howling like crazy animals. Okay, but that's a whole different point. But the point is, you can look at the culture and go, man, it's become liberal, it's become woke, it's become progressive, this is bad, we've got to fight against it. And in many attempts within Christianity, the way to fight this was to go to an equal and opposite error where they ran to a political ideology instead of a theological ideology, and they started to trying to fight it politically instead of spiritually, and they begin to think more politically than they did biblically, and they become more influenced by Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson than Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. All of these, so, so you end up then with these two sides fighting each other, and both of them are wrong. And then you're trying to be in the middle and then you get shot from both sides. So, but I, but so there, that's why I think sometimes balance is necessary because we have a tendency to go to these extremes. But at the same time, if you're not, if you, if you're not aware of this, the Bible seems to call for a way of life that is not very balanced. Let me give you two examples. You want the first one? Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. What should you be seeking first every single day? What should be first in your mind is the kingdom of God. That's where you should be, what you should be seeking first. That should be first and foremost in your mind. That should be first and foremost in your goal and your desire is to seek first the kingdom of God. That, that sounds great, doesn't it? That, that sounds that sounds wonderful, right? But how do, what does that look like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? What does it look like to wake up every day and you seek first the kingdom of God? Oh, but wait, there's more. Matthew chapter 22. Matthew chapter 22, verse 37. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as yourself. Seek first the kingdom of God. Love God supremely. Love God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your body, with all your soul. Meditate on God's word day and night. You you should desire the word of God more than you do food or, or riches or material wealth. 
as a newborn babe, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things below. Love not the world. Love of the world is enmity with God. I mean, I can go on and on and on and on and on and on. And it's like, God is first. God is supreme. Love him. Seek him. Meditate on his scripture day and night. Read, study, pray without ceasing. I mean, all, all these scriptures. And you look at that and everyone sitting in the pew will be like, amen, amen. That sounds so good. But then look at everyone's life, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You, you, can, you can get everyone together in your church and say, okay, everyone, how many hours do we have in a week? All right. Now let's subtract how many hours in a week is used for sleep. How many hours is used in the week for, you know, food and personal hygiene? Okay. How many hours is used uh, in the week for work? Okay. And then you start and then you look at how much time you have left and you have a very, you have a, a small amount of time left. How much of that is dedicated to the things of God, to prayer, to, pr- to study, reading scripture, memorizing scripture, evangelism, church, and then you'll realize everything else in your life without fail, and, and the average Christian, and probably the majority of Christians, everything in their life dominates what they, they it, it demands and it receives more attention and more time than spending time with the things of God. So, so how do how, how do you understand this? See, on one hand, I do believe balance is the most important word in the life of a Christian because we tend to go to these unbiblical extremes, no matter which way we go. Sometimes fighting an error, we go to an equal and opposite error. But at the same time, the Bible calls for a very Inbalanced life, a very unbalanced life. Like you're, you're, God is supreme in everything. He is to get the preeminence. He is to be first. He is what you're seeking. He's what you're desiring. It's God above everything else. And that sounds so good. But if anyone's even remotely honest, they're like, well, I fall short because everything else gets first, gets the focus, becomes first. Now, some Christian out there will try to deny that that's the case, but just purely looking at time and effort and focus, Everything else dominates our lives. Now, there are some Christians who find a way to keep the other at the forefront, but over and over and over, you'll see that it is slipping. Now, I think immediately when I read these scriptures, seek first the kingdom of God, love God with our, those are law. And immediately I know that that's going to reveal my sin. And my only hope is that Christ sought the, the kingdom of God first. And in him, I seek the kingdom of God first. He loved God with all his heart, mind, body, and soul. In Christ, I love God perfectly. So in Christ, I do all of these things perfectly because of his imputed righteousness, his imputed passive and active obedience. That's my only hope. Because if I look to my practical life, I fall short of these, and so do you. But how do we try to live out the Christian life with these very I mean, you're supposed to be denying yourself, dying to yourself. I mean, just look at all the demands in Scripture. You fall so short of them. Your only hope is Christ. But how do we then try to live some kind of a balanced Christian life? Now, if you look up the word balance, you look up the definition for balance. uh, It's the second definition that I want to focus on. A condition in which different elements are equal or in the correct proportions Now, in one way, the Christian life doesn't call for that kind of life. It calls for something not balanced in any way, shape, or form. Everything God first, God first, and everything. And we preach that, and everyone will say amen. But again, just break down to how people live their lives. Anyone who's even remotely sensitive will go, man, 
how do I, how do I balance this all out? How do I make this work in my Christian life? I, I, have, I have talked recently, and this email, I found it fascinating. I'm getting ready to read because it, I, I've been struggling a little bit with just balance as far as this podcast is concerned, right? Like, I'm trying to do this and I'm trying to do this. Am I doing too many series? Am I not doing enough series? Do I need to lessen the number of series and increase the number of episodes? How sh- should I have a better plan? Should I map it out better? Should I, should I, look, like I, 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 I'm trying to figure out what's the correct balanced approach to a podcast that will benefit and have the greatest impact on the greatest number of people. How much time should I spend trying to market the podcast and working on this? Or should I just spend time in front of the microphone? Like how, how should I do all of this? And I don't have any easy answers. And not only that, just my life itself, because Look, I, I, I like I'm, I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be all godly or spiritual. I have all of these interests and things that I love that are not God focused. Anyone who knows me and look, you can condemn me to the 18th level of hell. That's OK. But I love, 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 love music. I, I love music. I love uh, classic radio dramas. I love comic books. I love novels. I love television shows. I love movies. I, and I'm using the word love because to say anything less would just be a lie. I'm supposed to love God supremely, but I love all of these other things. I love professional wrestling. I love all of these things. And I dedicate, and now I try my best to see, how do I balance all of this out? How do I balance this? And look, I've got a history in my life of not balancing things outright. Many of you know the, st- my, the story of how I was in the military I was working 50, 60 hours a week in the military. I was enrolled in multiple schools, full-time student, two to three times over. I was doing a podcast uh, that was 30,000 people a month were listening and downloading to, and it was, it was dedicated more to news. So that was literally like almost a 24-hour-a-day job, and that's not, that's not hyperbole. Because I was like broadcast, I was recording every chance I got. Not only that, I was really foolish. I was giving out my phone number at the end of every episode, getting phone calls at two, three o'clock in the morning. That was, that was controlling. So military full-time, I'm military full-time. I'm doing a podcast that's full-time. Oh yeah, I'm a pastor. Oh, oh, so I'm a student, full-time student. Oh, I'm supposed to be a father and I'm supposed to be a husband. Oh, it was an absolute and complete disaster. It was a complete, it was, it was a total disaster. Oh, and I was having a seizure disorder in the middle of all of that. So I was trying to do all of these things. And, and in some ways I was patting myself on the back because everyone who watched it was like, that's humanly impossible. There's no way. Oh, and, and, you know, as a pastor, I was teaching Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night and Wednesday night. All right. Me doing all the teaching. All right. I was doing the podcast, student, multiple schools, full-time student in both. I was military. I, I mean, everything I was doing. And, 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 but guess what? I did not, I thought I had it balanced out. Oh, I thought I would have told you, I would have argued with you. I've got this figured out. I'm doing, because I would have told you first and foremost that I'm putting God first. Why would I have told you I'm putting God first? Well, I'm going to school for theological degrees. So clearly I'm putting God first. I'm doing a podcast to try to give people a perspective on current events from a biblical perspective. Clearly I'm putting God first. I'm a pastor and I'm preaching and teaching. Clearly I'm putting God first. 
<laughs> I don't know what I was putting first, but in many cases it wasn't God. I was putting myself first, I think. I don't know what I was doing. But I, and it all imploded. It all just come. It's like everything just imploded in and on itself. And I and look, there's no one to blame but me. Like it was my own fault. I, I take full responsibility because I did not find that proper balance. I would have told you that I, no, I would have told you, I know it's not proper balance because I'm putting God first. But there, I think I was saying I was putting God first when I really wasn't putting God first. I, I would have told you I was putting God first. But looking, now in, in the moment, I would have been convinced that I was, but looking back, I realized I was putting myself first. That's always the hard thing is to know your own motivations. I think there was, there was, there was, look, there was some right motivations in it. I do believe there was some. I'm not going to say there was none, but I mean, it just everything went horribly wrong. But I would have told you, no, I can't have balance because I'm not supposed to have balance. But at the same time, there had to be some kind of balance, right? So I, I've had my struggles with this my whole Christian life. And, I, and I've had these struggles. Now, if I, if I didn't have a family... I don't know what, I would have made different decisions at different times in my life, right? There were some times in my life where I was like, you know what? I'm going to get rid of everything. I'm going to get rid of, and all I'm going to do every day is just listen to sermons, read my Bible. I'm not going to do any entertainment, but I couldn't just arbitrarily make decisions that would impact my family because that wouldn't, that's not fair. They're, they can't make those spiritual decisions, you know? So then I would, I would struggle. And then times I'd be like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to do, I, like I went back and forth. I've never figured out cr- correctly exactly how to live out the Christian life. Now today, I'm more and more aware, aware that those demands in scripture are a law which constantly demonstrate my failure to obey that law, which drives me to Christ. And it's only in the gospel that I can fulfill this because I can try my best to seek first and to love God first. I am never going to accomplish that. So I have a much more better distinction between law and gospel now in my life. But trying to find balance in life with all the things going on, there's no easy, there's no magical formula that leads us to the email. That leads us to the email. Let me pull it up. I received this just a little while ago. 1.44 p.m. All right, so a, 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 almost two hours, almost two hours. So I, I'm responding as fast as I can. Here we go. It says, how do you manage everything you do? I Well, I don't know. It's, that, that's a great question. I don't know how I manage everything I do. I just do my best. I try to take it hour by hour I try to take it hour by hour, not even day by day. I just try to look at, here's the here's what I have in front of me. Here's what I can do. Here's what I need to do. Here's what I want to do. Here's what I should do. And just try to break it down into categories. All right, here, I've, got, I've, got, I've got two hours in front of me, right? Here's what I want to do, but here's what I need to do. Here's what I could do. And I just try to make the best determination in there. I, 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 don't, I, I don't know if you can map it out beyond just out, you know, at the moment, at the time you're looking at. I mean, you can balance. You can look at some things. Um, it says, I'm currently, this person says, I'm currently feeling extremely overwhelmed with a lot of work, home, trying to stay in scripture, listen to podcasts, uh, et cetera. Um, it says, uh, it says uh, but the balance is not so balanced. This is frustrating as I want to stay in scripture and grow, uh, uh, to grow and grow spiritual and learning, understanding and seeing how God is revealed. But work has me so bogged down. I have a tough time staying focused on God. Oh, I think, look, just, just realize this is so important. Just realize 
that and, and from a practical standpoint, you're never going to be focused on God the way you want to, the way you even should be. You're always going to fall, fall short. Find first comfort and rest in the fact that in Christ, you love God supremely. God is first in Christ, in your position. In practice, it's going to be a, a forever struggle. It's, it's never going to immediately go away. Now, sometimes in life, you go through seasons where you have, you're not as busy. And you'll go through seasons where you may even be more busy than you are currently. Seasons in life change. Uh, they, they asked me if I have a podcast on balance. Well, that's why I'm, that's why I'm doing this. It says, I apologize. I know I'm not here for me. Well, no, that I am here for you. That's the whole point I do a podcast, right? If I'm doing the podcast for me, we're in trouble, right? Doing the podcast for others. It goes, but I, I, don't, uh, I don't think I have anyone right now to discuss this with. And if I did, I know I would get the church answers. Well, you're not, definitely not going to get church answers for me. I'm trying to explain that, <laughs> that there isn't any good answer here. Here's what I would say. Here's what I would say. First of all, there's things you have to do. Obviously, work, you got to do your job. You don't, have, you don't do your job. Then you, you end up getting fired and you don't have money. And okay, you know all the negative. So you got to do your job. So you, now whatever time that takes, that takes. That's beyond your control. You can't do anything about that. You can't. Now, I don't know how your job works. I don't know. I don't know how your job works. I don't, is it a 15-minute commute, 20-minute commute, 30-minute commute? Is it a 30-minute commute back home? Do you get a lunch hour? Those are, those are questions. Well, if you get a 30-minute commute, then use that time to do something spiritual, whether it's listening to the Bible and audio, whether it's listening to a podcast, whether whatever it can be, listening to a, you know, a Christian podcast, a daily devotional, what, whether, whatever you can fit in in a reasonable time that you get something meaningful that you get something meaningful. The t- today's focus was supposed to help with people like this. It was supposed to be 15 minutes long, which I've been failing miserably in producing 15-minute-long today Focus podcast episodes. That's what I'm supposed to be doing to try to help people with this. But there are others who do it better. But find that one thing that you can, you can do, you can listen to, something you can do, if, and even if it's a 15-minute commute um, or on the way home on the way there and the way home. That's something. Now, what we have a tendency to do sometimes in our Christian life is go, but, but, but it's not enough. Don't look at that, whether it's enough. It's what you can do in that moment. And so if it's what you can do in that moment, it is enough because that's all you can do. You can't, you can't feel bad for what you can't do. Then you go to work and you do your job to the best of your ability. If you get a lunch hour, and again, if you're driving somewhere, if you get 15, 20 minutes, pull out a Bible, pull out a devotional, have, have your materials with you and then spend 10 or 15, if, even if it's only 10 or 15 minutes, even if it's only like, let's say, for example, for the Bible study exercise, let's say we're doing John 8 that week. Well, then just grab your Bible and read John 8. You say, well, I can't do anything else. That's okay. Just look for those times before work, driving to work, driving home, or if you get a 10, 15 minute ability during lunch, or you may not even have the ability to do anything at lunch. All right. So that, that's how you can try to fit it in with work. Once you get home, obviously I don't know everyone's uh, things, but you got to focus on your family. You got to focus on your family. You got to do what's necessary there. You have to, you have to, because the, the consequences there are devastating. And, and, and trust me, the family is not going to care. Ooh, 
They, he didn't focus on me because he was focused on the things of God. It, 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 doesn't, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't work that way. You got to focus on them. You got to focus on them. Now, whenever you can include them and in what you're doing, like, you know, you can't force the kids, but I'm saying if you're ever in a situation where, hey, let's do this. And everyone's like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll look up cross references. We'll work on John eight or whatever. Like if you can make it a family thing that people want to be, then great. You can add it, but don't, don't force it because there's nothing worse than kids growing up, remembering how much they were tortured by being forced to do something with scripture they didn't want to do. Or, or once the kids go to bed and obviously if you can spend that time doing something with your spouse in regards to scripture together that they want to, they want to, again, the want to, then do so. If they don't want to, you got to spend time with them doing what they want to. I mean, you have to, you have to. If you don't, then you're going to end up in a major mess. And then obviously then, you know, if, 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 if you got a good church, obviously go to church, obviously. Make the most of that. Well, we could, I mean, the whole church situation adds a whole new dimension because sometimes you're going to church and you're not getting anything from it. If you're not getting anything from it, then, and you're already so busy that you're not getting things, then you have to really, really, really reconsider what you're doing for church. Now, what if you have a family that you can't just arbitrarily make a decision on your, for yourself because it could greatly impact your kids or your family. So that, that adds the complexities of it. But all you really can do is real you got to rest in the fact that whatever you do it's all it, it is it will never be sufficient probably for your own desire or even for God's standard but in Christ you have satisfied the standard because God Christ has satisfied it for you and that righteousness is imputed to your account I, I cannot go back that's that's the only thing that gives me some peace now, some say, well, that will lead to you becoming complacent. Well, you may think it could lead to me becoming complacent. Maybe it will lead me to becoming complacent. But the bottom line is, if I believe that I'm saved by an imputed righteousness, it's a fact. I think you just have to use whatever you just, just remember the pursuit of God. Don't turn it into a legalistic thing where you feel like you're only accomplishing something if you meet a certain time stamp or a certain level. It's, it's, the, it's the quality of what you can get when you can get it. it that's the real issue. And just having a, a mapped out plan, whatever, whatever material you need, whatever. What, you know, I use, um, I don't have an issue. I use this frequently, feature a daily Bible study ga- guide and this is from the uh, fundamentalist, fundamental evangelist, if I can read correctly. This is from the Fundamental Evangelistic Association. Fundamental Evangelistic Association. You can find them online. You can order the devotional for yourself. It's feature a daily Bible study guide. Comes out every quarter. Again, it comes from the Fundamental Evangelistic Association. The Fundamental Evangelistic Association, FEA. Um, I can't remember how much uh, the devotional is per quarter. See here. I don't think it says. Let me see. Oh, I may have it. Um, No, I don't have it. I don't have it. Um, Does it say? It's like $12 a year or something like that. It's not that much. It's relatively cheap for an entire year of devotionals. They're sent to you every quarter. 
very nice material. And the devotionals at times are very expositional because sometimes they'll spend an entire week in a section. So I always have these with me because whenever I'm like, oh man, I haven't done much today. You know what? I can open one up and go, okay, what do they want me to look at today? They want me to look at Ephesians 2.10. Now, I've already talked about previously today the dangers of devotional material, but at least it can get me something started. Of course, I have to go beyond maybe what they say about it, but I I really have appreciated what they do. I don't always agree with them theologically, but I definitely agree with how they usually handle the text within the devotionals. I think they stay somewhat close to it. Not always, but I think much better than what we saw today with Charles Haddon Spurgeon (laughs) from morning and evening and what he did to Genesis 42.8. But feature a daily Bible study guide. If you just always have a Bible, a journal, just a journal, a pencil, and you just always have the Bible, journal, and a little devotional guide always with you. If you even just get a small book bag and you just always have it with you. And at any moment at any time, when you have the opportunity, and most importantly, when you desire it, because I think if you just make it a legalistic thing, it don't really it doesn't benefit you, then you can just pull that out and do something small. The YouVersion Bible app, some of those Bible reading plans are... are, are are devotional in material and 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 again some I don't always agree with the theology but they get you thinking about scripture obviously whatever you need me to do all you have to do is email me and say hey could you do something like this for the next 2 weeks I'm going to be really 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 busy and I was going to focus on this but I don't have the time could you break this down into 15 could you do a series breaking them down into 15 minute segments talking about this scripture this chapter this topic Look, if I can do it, I will turn on the microphone and go live every single day and do that for you. So you also have me as a resource that you can say, look, for the next two weeks, I wanted to study this, but I don't have the time. Can you do some podcast about it? But I need them to be 15 minutes in length. Look, I'll make them 15 minutes in length. I, I may, I, I'll do my best, okay? I'll do my best. Or you say, hey, I, you know, the only time I can really listen to anything is at around... 11 o'clock at night, you know, could you go live at 11 o'clock at each night and give me a 15 minute devotion? I, I will, I will work with you as much as possible. Now I can't meet every single person's request, but I will always do what I can because what's the point of being here? I mean, the point of being here is to help people, right? So uh, the, the great thing about this, we're not a church that you have to wait to go to Sunday morning at 10 a.m. We're open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. All I got to do is you tell me what you need. Microphone's on. Microphone's hot. Microphone's live. Let's open our Bibles. Let's do it. Let's talk about it. That's the one thing I can do. At the same time, trying to maintain the proper balance in my own life. Obviously, I've got to maintain a proper balance in my own life. But balance is hard. I think on one hand, Christianity doesn't, I think that's the thing that's hard to grasp is in one, in one way, Christianity does not call for balance. It calls for completely something unbalanced. It's like God first, scripture first, prayer first, the kingdom of God above everything else, die to self, deny self, decrease. And, and that we can preach that and say, I'm going to do it, but you're never going to do it. That is to demonstrate to you your own sinfulness which will drive you to Christ and that Christ did all of those things. He did all of those things. And in in him, 
You've obe- you obey all of those things in him. In your practice, you fall short. Now, I'm, not, I'm not excusing that. Just saying that that's the reality. But use the resources you have available to you. You have this podcast, which is literally like someone needs something. I try to turn on the microphone immediately and address it. You have that. There's lots of other resources. Find that. You've got the curriculum for the Bible study exercise. You can always pull that out open and use that for whatever day you're on. Even if you can only read, even if you can only read a small paragraph of it. Just just do what you can to grab little parts of things related to God and just give yourself whatever you as long as you get one little thing, then you can think and meditate on it. That's what I try to do with today's focus. Now, again, I've fallen short of what I intended to do. I need to be recording it about, either I need to record it at midnight for the next day, so it's waiting for everyone in the morning, or I need to get up and, and or I need to just get in front of the microphone early in the morning and do so. So I, maybe, maybe I can repackage that or re, refocus it so that I can accomplish what people need. You tell me what you need and I will, but there, there isn't any, I think life, On one hand, Christianity doesn't call for balance. It almost calls for something opposite. We just need to be aware of that. But in balance with everything else, there's no easy answers. I think you'll, you, because every day provides its own unique challenges. And every day you have to just, if you can know the night before what's going to happen the next day, you just look at, okay, here's what the next day is going to provide me. Obviously, I'm not going to be able to do this or this or this or this or this. No way. So, you know, for that day, you do what you can. You do what you can. You do what you can. And I, I don't know how your work schedule works. I don't know how your family works. Don't know. Sunday afternoons, if you don't work, and I don't know what your family's doing on Sunday afternoon, that's a great time to catch up on things. Sometimes Sunday evening, if the kids have to go to bed early for school, and it's quiet. I mean, you just, you got to kind of, you got to just be looking out. But at the same time, you got to maintain that time with family. You got to maintain those other things. There isn't a, an, I don't think there's a formula. Now, some people think the way to do so is you got to map it all out. You got to make a calendar and you got to schedule it and you got to plan. And, and that may be helpful if you need that. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta map it out as as much as possible. Um, right? Someone said greatly appreciated. I think that's the person who emailed me. Um, I hopefully it's greatly appreciated. Hopefully, um, I wish I wish I had better answers. But for some people, I mean, that's why a bullet journaling really caught on. Is a lot of people like their bullet journal because they map everything out, everything. To me, just it would take me a month to get the to set up the bullet journal for the next. It, yeah, I I read all the books about bullet journaling and I thought, oh, I could use this. And I'm like, no, this is this. This becomes a, a full-time job in and of itself, just keeping up with my journal. I'm like, I, I can't do that. I can't do that. I, I don't want to spend half of my time mapping out what I'm going to do. No, it just gives me something else to do. Like I, I, so I, I, I decided to abandon that practice because there's just no way. But if you, some people need to schedule it out. And if you need to schedule it out, schedule it out. Put everything down on a schedule. 
if that helps. I do like to have my own schedules. I don't like to map it out on paper. I just kind of my mind, okay, so what's going on tomorrow? And then I start thinking, okay, what's going to happen tomorrow? Oh boy. Okay. That means, hmm. It means either I don't do this. Oh, say how? And so then I start trying to, I start trying to figure out what, what I should or shouldn't do. Um, Yeah, I, I agree. Sometimes mapping it out can be helpful, and sometimes it just adds to more frustration. It's so true. It's so sometimes mapping it out, you're like, okay, okay, I got it, and then you realize, man, I messed up everything I mapped out. That's why I tend to take it day by day. I'm very much a day by day, like, okay, because usually somewhere in the evening, I will say to anyone around me, "What's going on tomorrow?" And then I'll start going, "Okay, what's happening tomorrow?" All right, so, all right. Now, and I'll still get frustrated because in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. Then I'm going to do this. I'm going to do, and then, and then the day will go and I'm like, well, haven't done a today's focus yet. Okay. Well, I'm a loser. Okay. Well, now I'm behind. Well, wait a minute. I wanted to listen. Okay. Well, now I'm not going to get to listen to the music. Well, I was going to, what I was going to read. Okay. Well, never. And then all of a sudden I'm trying to play catch up. I'm trying to play catch up. And then I get frustrated. And then the frustration then makes me not want to do anything. It's just, it's just, it can be a, um, a, vicious cycle a vicious circle and um yeah it can it can be it can be maddening uh what was it monday i think it was yeah it was monday our power went out the whole day was shot i was so frustrated i'm still trying to work past all of my emotions for how frustrated it got because even though it was only out for i can't remember how many hours it just messed everything up i didn't get i didn't get that i don't even think i did a today's focus for monday it was just the whole thing was shot and um so, but at some point you have to kind of be, you just got, you, we've got to be, I don't know. I don't know how I can, I want to say be flexible, but I'm not very flexible with myself. Like today, I've done it today's focus. Eh, I think it was okay. Okay. Now I'm doing this podcast. Ah, this is not great. I'm not doing anything wonderful here. So see, I'm frustrated. So now I'm like, okay, wait a minute. What do I, I need to work on Ezekiel, but man, tonight at church, we got to do Hippolytus on the apostolic tradition, but I don't really want to do Hippolytus. I wanted to really start to this Ezekiel thing, but wait a minute, we're way behind on law and gospel. I kind of need, wait, wait, we got the Bible study exercise where we're looking at the seven signs and, 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 and the uh, seven I am statements. Well, we did a little bit of work on that, but that, that sermon review yesterday wasn't really, you see, and I'll just start spiraling out of control. Because no matter, I don't think no matter how perfect we want it to be, it's never going to, I think that's the, the one truth of the Christian life. It's always messy and imperfect because one, the world could care less about our spiritual life. So it's not going to work with us. Sometimes even people we love who are in our, our own lives may not even be that interested in your spiritual life. Um, and then not only that, you've got the responsibility that comes with other people in your life. And so it, it, it's, it's just a whole never-ending cycle. So that's why I, I guess my my focus is first and foremost, before you get caught up in this vicious cycle, is to take a deep breath and rest in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Your salvation is not dependent on any of this stuff. It's dependent on the finished work of Jesus Christ. In Christ, you're perfect, you're holy, you're righteous. In Christ, you're everything you're supposed to be. Now, it doesn't mean I say give up on pursuing spiritual growth. It's just you got to find a place to find some, some rest and some comfort, some sense of security, or you'll just go mad because you'll, you'll realize you're never going to live up to it. 
but I will say again, make use of this podcast. Like, hey, for the next two weeks, I'm going to be so busy, I'm not going to be able to do anything. But at this time each day, I will have 15 minutes. If you could go live right then for 15 minutes and talk about this subject, I know people think I'm lying. I will literally do that. The podcast may not be any good, but I will go live and talk for 15 minutes and say, okay, well, that concludes that that podcast was for so-and-so in Kansas City or wherever they may be. And, and you know, I, I would do that because if I'm not willing to do that, then I should just stop being a podcaster, right? I should just stop. I could just, you know, you could do that. I mean, that, that's, my, that's some of my frustration with churches. All the money goes to churches and look at what they actually provide people. That's, I'm, sometimes I get so frustrated by that. Uh, you know, $100,000 went to this church and they gave people what for the, during the week? Okay, but yeah, but for, I can do it. I can go live pretty much whenever I need to. But there you go. So, but like, like sitting right here, just so that you know, like sitting right here on my desk or on this table, I have the feature, a daily Bible study guide, again, from the Fundamental Evangelistic Association. Been using these forever been using these forever, my journal, and my Bible. I always try to keep them, and they're always, they, these three things are almost always in my book bag that I have right here next to me. I carry this book bag to church. I carry it everywhere. Everywhere I go, I have my book bag. I always have these things with me. Always. Not because I'm spiritual. Because I'm not. Because I'm unspiritual. But I know I need scripture daily. So whenever I have the opportunity, I'll pull that out. And look, sometimes I stink at it. Sometimes I'll be like, you know what, today, look, I'm just going to be honest with you. Sometimes I'll wake up and go, you know what, I don't want to do anything with scripture today. I'm going to listen to music. I'm just going to be honest with you. Just going to be honest. I know that may shock some people, but it's just a reality. Oh, I, you know what, today I'm going to watch three movies. I'm going to watch four movies. I'm going to watch five. That's what I'm going to do today. I know that's ungodly. You can say how how ungodly you're supposed to be seeking first the kingdom of God. I know that. But just don't allow your pursuit of spiritual things to become a a justifiable excuse of neglecting or or hurting other situations in your life. You You can't do that. All right. Everyone's going to have thoughts and opinions about all of this. I'm going to probably get my email box is about to just go boom. And everybody's going to be like, no, you need to get rid of this. And you need to get rid of this. And you need to spend 24 hours in prayer. Like, you know, I'm going to get a lot of that. And I'm going to get a lot of people going, no, you need these seven steps to a balanced life written by so-and-so. This is the end. Everyone's going to have, you need a bullet journal. You need a bullet journal because if you'll do bullet journaling, you'll fix everything. Like everyone thinks they always have the solution. Typically, solutions are very, I think, uh, they're person to person. What works for you may not work for me. All right, newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. Thanks for listening to this kind of impromptu email response. It's much easier to talk this through than to just try to type it all out. And I know I didn't really give you an answer because I don't know if there is a simple answer. 
But hopefully I've given something there that will give you much to think about. If you have follow-up questions, please email me those follow-up questions. I got no problem turning on the microphone to address more about this. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. I can't speak for you, but I can speak for me. I'm so grateful that in Christ, it's all been taken care of. It's all been in Christ. I can find peace and rest because in life, I'm never going to be living out the perfect balanced Christian life. All right. Thanks for listening. Everyone have a great day. We'll should be back live on the air. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to get anything else recorded before church. So we should be back on the air around 7 p.m. if everything works correctly tonight. And uh, that should be Hippolytus on baptism. That should be Hippolytus, the apostolic tradition, the section on baptism. That's what it should be tonight. And then maybe when I come home, maybe we'll do something. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Newsif at yahoo.com. Everyone have a great afternoon, great evening. God bless.